2: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from November the 18th of 1989. I am sitting here with Doc and not hard-body Hopper. Hopper supposed to be here. Um, now he's not answering his text. So, hey, the show must go on, and I'm guessing he's going to join us at some point when he's done plowing or dumping or whatever many things that he does before he joins the show each and every week on that note doc i should throw to you how are you doing
3: i'm doing great but don't you think maybe harper's cutting one of those videos that we keep
2: hearing about how tremendous was the one the, that just
3: amazing <laughs> just amazing and, and uh, the, here's the real thing that i was surprised about and, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about um harper has his own what's the the platform called
2: um he i'm not gonna call it the platform there is a there's a platform out there that many of stars are on that platform would not respond to Harper and i thus we took matters into our own hands we always Harper did. created his own video shout out service and um we're, there's no middleman and mm. if you'd like a shout out from Harper, you can holler at him check the notes uh, hey, let the me show. tell you
3: something the people know that i tell i tell it straight And if he sucked and boy, we've tried some things with Harper before Harper's life advice. When you give Harper too much direction, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out like you want it to. So I was a little concerned when he was going to, you know, do these videos because most of his great memorable moments come out of thin air. Yes. But I can't, I can't put this over enough he was fantastic in the two videos that you shared with me. I mean, if you're considering you want some personal interaction with Harper, he, he was great in those videos. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Yeah. If we could bottle that, we'd probably get some sponsors.
2: The one with him on the toilet was phenomenal. And I think that was the first one that, that someone contacted him about. And that's the first one he did. And he's eating a sandwich and he's, it's wishing just, somebody
3: happy birthday. Wishing
2: somebody happy birthday while he's taking a dump and eating a sandwich. It's phenomenal. There's another one. He's playing the piano. He tells the guy at the end who's getting married, although he congratulated him to smarten up, and he's telling her not to <laughs> get married. It's really good stuff. But again, if check the show description. Harper's email is there. I'll say it real quick again. But you got to get one of these Harper shout-outs. If you want one, first thing you got to do is PayPal him 20 bucks to cc three zero three. 8, 8, that's the number 8, cc at yahoo.com. And then you email him to Chris Harper 16 wildcat with a K at gmail.com, and he will do a shout out for you. And the best it's thing is? tremendous stuff.
3: Our boy Harper gets all the money. You don't have to share it with some skeevy company. I don't know if there's are right. skeevy, but it all, it's all goes to him. Now, yep. you asked me how I was doing. I just We're recording a night later than we normally do. Uh, cause I, i just got back from my big, uh, remember I was said, I was going to Colorado. So I, I want to make a big announcement here. Cause I know a lot of people were wondering maybe where I was. I want to narrow it down for everybody so that you can figure out where I was. I was in the mountains. How about that? Colorado in the mountains. That's like half the state, but
2: drinking white claws or I don't drink white claws. Okay. You were, um, brave. You, you were raving about them last
3: year. Well, I mean, it was the pandemic. You had to do what you had to do, right? It's kind of like prison. It's not gay in prison.
2: What? Haven't you watched enough? You just say stupid stuff sometimes. No, Please it's like in things. The
3: Sopranos. It's not gay when you do it in prison. Okay. Okay.
2: I know what you're talking about. I I remember that moment from the Sopranos, but okay. please proceed.
3: I'm not just making shit up on the fly here. There's
2: okay.
3: we're talking about real things. I just got back from my big vacation. I drove eight eight hundred miles yesterday. Seven hundred and ninety-five miles. Nice. Yeah, I felt like a mid south wrestler, man. He, that, um,
2: yeah, that's about right.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't I wasn't, you know, drinking beer the whole time and
2: you know. I gotta throw whatever. something at you once you're done talking about this. I I want to want to tell you something that that you don't Well, here's don't here's the you,
3: thing, pal. I got back home to find out that your shack in the ghetto was nearly destroyed by some storms this week. Are you okay?
2: It wasn't destroyed. I didn't post anything about it on social media, but uh my neighbor's trampoline was lifted up in a very bad windstorm and rainstorm a few days ago, landed in my yard, but before it landed uh did some damage to my roof uh in the on the corner of my house and took down some gutters see you're not a real this is why you never backyard. made it in
3: wrestling <laughs> this is why you never made it in wrestling a real wrestler would have taken a picture of somebody else's house and posted a gofundme and made some money off this
2: shit i can't do that man let me tell you something people that abuse gofundme are going to hell
3: oh i think so too i mean there's with the with the lack of health care in this people need there's real deserving people <laughs> that need GoFundMe, fund yeah. and then you'll see somebody else that's like i want to start a fourth career please help me get into
2: Dude, people that abuse uh, seriously if you abuse go fund me you're going to hell i it's ain't trying to judge me but that's it's just not wrong. a good look it's just wrong Hey, I I I've been dying to talk to you this week for one reason alone. I'm
3: sure you have.
2: I went down a rabbit hole of 1987 World Class over the oh, weekend God.
3: last week. Okay.
2: If I told you the Iron Sheik comes into World Class towards the end of 87, mid-87, what would you say?
3: Um, do you
2: even recall that?
3: Oh no, no no no, I wasn't watching by then.
2: Sheik. sheik is in world how, class. How'd he look? I'm Sheik. I fucked the broads. I bang up the ass. I, I do everything. I am
3: world class, though.
2: Um, how did he look? Well, it's 87. He doesn't have quite the gut he's got when he comes into Crockett. Not Crockett, but JC, NWA and, and Turner. But, I mean, he looks good. It's just... Dude, 87... And I didn't remember it, and I was watching World Class at that time. Lance and I had this discussion. We're not reviewing 87. We're still at the beginning of 86 right now. But Lance and I, I talked to him this week, and we were talking about it. He, and, you know, he remembers it because he was going. But um, it's just some crazy stuff. They do a bunch of shows at the Mesquite Rodeo Arena mm-hmm. in 87 Um, mm-hmm. when when Sean Simpson comes in, Steve Simpson's brother. I remember all and
3: that. That was yeah.
2: Good. So anyway... Long, I mean, just just long story short, man, it's is not terrible, but it's but, so but part, different.
3: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not terrible, probably, if you're just watching it in a vacuum. But if you've seen what's happened in the last few years and now this is what you're viewing, it's a real problem
2: well and here's the last thing i told lance because then i've also gone on like I, again went down this rabbit hole i started i was like oh let me fast forward and let me go into into 88 88 is amazing because 88 is they bring back the bird the uh, ice man and is that when
3: he becomes blackbird
2: yeah so hmm. it starts cooking back up in january 88 like in 87 at the end the crowds are dying. Oh my god, it's it's pathetic. 87 Christmas Star Wars had like 2200 people in a reunion. So it was like mm. you it's just oh, it's
3: that building it's, held 17,007 people for a basketball game.
2: I know. So in 88 in the beginning of 88 it's like it's like okay, man, they're cooking it back up. It's it's something's happening here. But what I told Lance to go back to 87. I said Lance 87 world class is only four years like let's just let's just go to June let's go to July of 87 just pick a point. I said if you look at July of 87 and then you looked at July of 1983, I said that's a four-year difference but it feels like 20.
3: Okay, so let me ask you this let me turn this back on you. What was the best in your opinion the best? Month ish, you don't have to pick the exact month, but month range and year of Mid South.
2: Well, that's hard to say because Cornette comes in at the end of 83, and 84 is, is a big year because of that. Um, and okay. I, not just Cornette, you I, I say Cornette, you had Cornette, the Midnight Rock and Roll, um, you okay, had so, Magnetia, so and, and this is just say that two. For,
3: that's good enough for our purposes of this discussion. What's 88 like?
2: Well, the 88's nothing because um they sell well, in eighty seven exactly. But so but from but
3: their hottest point they didn't make it four years.
2: Well, no. Well, here I got a better one for you. So eighty four when everything's hot, and then by the time you get to eighty seven, when the UWF is on fumes and you know he sells to Crockett, it's 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 a big difference, but it doesn't feel like as big of a difference from 87, eighty seven eighty. Three world class to 87. 83 to 87 world class, I swear Doc, When if you just pick a random episode from 83, go, go to the summer of 83. I mean, the free uh, birth, yeah, you I'm know,
3: fully aware.
2: And then pick up...
3: That's like, some of the hottest wrestling you will ever... I'm not saying best, necessarily. But it, crowd engagement, angles, I mean, it's operating. It's on all... Firing on all cylinders.
2: So... So then go to 87 Summer a little bit later and turn it on and it just looks like
3: everybody's wow. been to a bunch of funerals over the past 6 months.
2: Well, yeah, and then it's just it's just not it, it's just a weird weird thing. Another thing that's weird. So Kerry wins the belt in 84 at the David Von Erich uh, Memorial uh, Parade of Champions. So then, you know, by 87, they got their own world title. Actually, they make the announcement in March of 86. We just hit that Rick, point. Was
3: Rick Rude the first guy? or
2: Yes. Rude's the first. Rude is the first um, WCWA, World Class Wrestling uh, Association, world champion. But but the thing is, so Kerry ends up winning the quote-unquote, Kevin does too at one point, the quote-unquote world title. And they're at this Texas Stadium show and you look and it's like wow carry's wrestling and just just 3 years earlier he's <laughs> he's in front of 50,000 people and now it's this and and it's funny because world class is trying to sell it that this is the real world champion and it's it's kind of depressing cuz you and I know the history and it's like oh that sucks it's just like a downer it'll depress you man
3: they it's just, my opinion has always been They could have survived David But Mike was a problem When he died Because Mike I mean Mike was terrible But it was It was It was like David's was a tragedy. Mike's was self-induced and the people aren't forgiving in this part of the world on that kind of shit.
2: Well, it's not just that, man. There is a combination. You had the deaths, but I firmly believe every territory is going to die because everything was going national. And the problem with world class was they were just stuck in Texas. I mean, in 80, don't get me wrong. In, in late 87, they're doing something called Von Eric's across America where they're going to like different other like traveling to to other states and, and whatnot, but it was too late by that point. They should have pushed national well before Here's that.
3: Here's a hypothetical that we've never talked about. And I don't know that I've ever heard this. I don't even know if it's a good idea. Because I think they actually got sideways with each other. But again, when you're in a war, maybe we need to be friends. What if Watts and Fritz would have partnered up to hold offense? And had somebody young to teach him about what they needed to do. Cause the world class was pushing the envelope of TV production.
2: Just, you know, I don't know. They missed, they missed in the words of Bill Mercer, Fritz von Erich thought Texas was enough for his boys. And there was talk about going on the road, truly going on the road, not, not just Texas, you know, like actually, going places like the WWF did. They would have had to do that in 83, 84. And they didn't.
3: But what, but what if Watts and Fritz were together?
2: Uh, then he got to, 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 two, two alpha males. N- no. And they were there. Them old bastards weren't going to listen to some young dude trying to tell them what to do. It just, I, I couldn't, no, nah. it wouldn't have, it, it wouldn't have worked. It just wouldn't have worked. So I he, heard something. they they missed the boat. The biggest problem they missed the not f- talking about Watts because he ended up going natural uh, national and it didn't work out. Obviously, we know the what happened there. To me, world class missed the boat, not going or not spreading their wings in that eighty three ish time frame, eighty four, especially eighty four. I mean, they just missed the boat, man. I mean, I know I understand why they didn't do it, but it's that that would have did it. But look, at the end of the day. I'm not one of those people who subscribe to the deaths killed world-class because every territory ended up dying. Every single one of them died. So you can't pin it on that. Um, did it help the promotion? No, it certainly didn't help it. Um, but I'm not one of those people who blame it on that. And I just watched, actually, the the Fritz von Erich heart attack angle again. That didn't even kill it. There was only 2,000 people there that night. So they, they were already gone. They, they, they weren't they weren't coming at that point. The, the sportatorium was not empty, but it wasn't packed um, in reunion that night, only had 2000 people. So I don't know, man. It's uh no, so, I-, I can't put it on that.
3: I'm going to switch gears <clears throat> and we haven't talked about this either, but I was listening to uh, a certain podcast today. Guy who's an announcer wears a black cowboy hat. And he hopped all over a listener for asking a question. And I okay. can certainly understand wanting to hop on a listener and just read them the riot act. That's that's a given.
2: <laughs> that's what you do, right? That's what you want to do?
3: But my point is, he was mad because the, the person asked, who is the worst person to deal with behind the scenes? And he goes, that's easy. Ultimate warrior. But why is it always negative? Why do we always have to dig up the bad parts? Why do we always have to blah, blah, blah? And that's a that's a fair question, but I have an answer of why I think that is that he isn't going to like. Okay, because salacious stories about the past or the back scene back backstage stuff is way better than the shit they're putting out on TV. And if they actually had a compelling product on television, maybe the questions would be about that.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, one day, this current product, there will be stories that come out about stuff.
4: It's kind that of like Paige. Be,
2: I mean, not even that. Just, I, I tell you one thing that kills me about AEW, whenever you listen to AEW guys talk like the talent there they they talk like everybody sings kumbaya and everybody's friends and we all love each other and let money start getting pop-
3: tight around the promotion
2: it's no not the not even that you tell me a job any job and I'm telling y'all as somebody who's been in mud show locker rooms you tell me a job any job where everybody gets along and everybody's singing kumbaya, and I'm going to tell you that you're lying. And and I hear that coming out of that locker room. Like I hear people on different podcasts. Don't want to mention names because, again, I don't know these people personally. But I hear them go, oh, it's so great. And Tony does this and, and Tony Khan. and 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 it's a family and it's this and this. Hey, you know what? I'm sure there are a lot of great people in those locker rooms. But you can't tell me in a business that is full of egos, big egos, because that's what pro wrestling is. There's a lot of egos. That that all of those guys and girls and ladies are getting along, and they're all singing kumbaya and they all love each other, because that's just not how it works. It does not work that way in the business of pro wrestling. I don't care if it's the independents, all the way up to the big time, the WWE. Well, it just doesn't work that
3: way. Here, here's the other thing. I don't care how much that promotion in AEW thinks that they're mid-south or ECW or whatever it is from the yesterday, yesteryear. They remind me of a yesteryear promotion for sure. Russo WCW era. I can't follow what's going on on that TV program.
2: I I don't watch it closely enough. Um, I see the clips and that's about it. Um, but I, I watched Raw this week and the Hurt business and
3: what? Well, well, those brothers are the only thing that.
2: Well, well fast have, forward is is a great button to to use so you can get to get to the to the stuff that you like. The Hurt, the Hurt, dude, the, the Hurt, dude, the Hurt business, business are phenomenal, phenomenal. You, now they you lost.
3: The uh, Have you posted the uh, the clash that we just did?
2: Yes, the clash aired. Um, it aired. Uh, uh, almost a week ago tonight is okay. uh, up for patrons. tinyurlcom slash BTT.
3: Man, I drug silver through another episode. Jesus That's Christ! Nice. But we talked about that during that that show. Just how the hurt business looks real.
2: Yeah, yeah. We we talked a good bit about it there. Hey, Doc. So that we don't go all night here, uh, let me handle some business. Oh, special shout out.
3: Yeah, I heard that you have some very special shout outs after you pitch your you, the. All the things you need to pitch, some real winners tonight.
2: I don't know about pitching, um, whatever you're talking about there. But anyway, um, no, uh, you know, Doc's talking about the clash of the champions, and we did Halloween havoc a couple of weeks ago too. The only way to get those shows is going to tinyurlcom slash BTT. Here's the thing, Doc and I, Hopper and I, we don't have ads on this show. The literally the only thing we plug is the stuff we do. So that's our Patreon.
3: We We'd be taking money from some company on how many units that people buy because that's how this shit works and we all know that y'all would just fast hit the fast forward gimmick so let's just cut the shit and let you don't have to do that
2: that's right and you know we know none of y'all out there need dong croutons we know you don't need you know gold dip thongs so with that said we don't do that stuff here
3: Well, i need a meal service that also comes uh inside they deliver the meal inside of a mattress
2: Right. That type of thing. So we don't do that. So in return, kindly ask you consider joining our Patreon at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You'll get all the clashes we've done. You'll get the pay-per-views that we've done. Plus, there's over 200, I think there's over 300 now episodes available on Patreon for you to enjoy. On that note, I do need to shout out some special Patreon members out there. Some very, very helpful Patreon members. Uh, disrespectfully Classy Marky E. Blassie, Mike Childry. Joe Ice, Jeremy Priest, thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And I got a couple of other uh, existing patrons and new patrons I want to shout out. David Jordan, one of our longest tenured BTT Hall of Fame Patreon members, bumped up his pledge. David is the BTT music director every time we talk about music no. on the show. He adds no. it to our spot. We have a Spotify playlist that David manages, and he does a great job with he it. He might it's be mostly...
3: spot monkey on the Spotify, but I am the musical director here.
2: Well, he gets the music from you, so what are you talking about?
3: I'm directing and he's the spot monkey.
2: Right, he adds it to the to the playlist. So he's doing right. the
3: work. That doesn't make him the musical director, that makes him the intern.
2: <laughs> David Jordan, thank you for bumping up and yes, you are the BTT music director no matter what. Intern. This Chris Hyatt, new Patreon, new Patreon member and new BTT Hall of Fame Patreon member. Thank you, Chris, for signing up. It's greatly appreciated. Mark Wilson, one of our other longest tendered Hall of Fame Patreon members, bumped up his pledge as well. Thank you, Mark. Uh, new Patreon member, Sean Heelan. Thank you for signing up. And then two long-time listeners as far back as the current wrestling days when we used to cover current wrestling every week. The Eye of Gibson and PN News, my friends up in Canada. Thank you for finally joining the ranks of the Patreon members. Y'all are all right in my book, pal. So thank you uh
3: I, I thought they I were from Bogota. cafe uh, okay,
2: brother, you know what I mean? Uh, Xnay hey, on Xnay. You
3: Canadians, I'm a huge and I mean this. I ain't I, this is a shoot. I'm a huge tragically hip fan back in the day, man. Courage and Fifty Mission Cap. They were one of my favorite bands. I used to see them every time they came this way.
2: Can- know Canadians know that about. shit,
3: Mike. Trust me.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, sounds good.
3: Every Canadian but- that listens to us knows who's the who's the Tragically Hip is. Trust me. You've never heard of them. It's a weird thing, but they're huge in Canada. I mean, huge. Like still selling so out hockey arenas. If they came down here, they'd sell out about 500, 600 people.
2: Right. Well, on that note, thank you. All of you new patrons existing, people moving over from Podbean that are still there, please move to Patreon. It's a much better service. Thank you for signing up. And if you're not signed up, you got to do it to get the goods. It's tinyurl.com slash Patreon There's also some special things we do for our Patreon members out there. Uh, but I don't usually plug that. I'm not going to plug it here. But let me just tell you. We'll make it worth your while. If you ever want to watch these shows we're reviewing, I'll make sure you can do that if you're a Patreon member. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Doc, on that note, do you have any other flips and dives before we get into this week's episode that um, I don't know where Harper is? and if Jesus Christ,
3: joining Christ, this, this shit must be coming out sideways. I,
2: he called me. Uh, he literally called me mm, maybe 45 minutes before we were supposed to start. Told him, I told him what was going on i had a you know someone looking at my property and uh, trying to you know make sure things were all fixed property. up
3: property let's let's don't oversell that <laughs> you live in a shack <laughs> a lean to so
2: anyway uh i had you know um you know my 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 property being looked at and whatnot and um you know trying to trying to get a little fixed on to it and he said all right bro yeah, yeah, i'll bro, bro bro i i be there bro i i be there bro uh, okay and now he's nowhere to be found. Go figure. Hey. Just like Hopper.
3: This show stops for nobody.
2: Well, you damn right about that. It, 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 the, train, the train just keeps on rolling. No hey, what. you
3: know what? If we need to call Silva, up, we'll get him in here. If not, you and I can handle it. Freebird rules. I'm feeling strong. We got the titles, at least for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe not at the end of the show as the Freebirds. But <laughs> so We're going to start the show with the titles. Um, we can do we can do this. I'll just switch right. over and I'll I'll be extra I'll be Harper tonight. How about that?
2: All right. So, right, uh, one time go. I was
3: at the, I was at the Lake Poncha train, uh fucking some sketchy bitch and a turtle walked up and never mind.
2: Turtle walked up.
3: <laughs> Poked on the glass as to what the fuck we were doing? <laughs>
2: Well, on that note, how about I get the video version started? <laughs> if,
3: hey, if real quick for the video version, folks. Could Rick Steiner have any more tobacco in his mouth?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's another thing. If you're a Patreon member, you get the video versions of these. Um that would be a big no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. He could not have more tobacco in his mouth at this point. <laughs> Jesus Lord. Uh we're covering November 18th, 1989, NWA Saturday night on TBS. Uh, Doc, I've got the video version going now. I'm going to play. This is from the top of the show. We've got Rick and Scott Steiner. And if you notice and you're watching the video version, Rick has a mouthful of chew uh, or dip in that lip. I mean, it is extending. It's almost like he's got two chins. Let me play it now. Yeah. Let me play it now. I'm going to play it up until about the minute and a half mark because uh, we go to the Steiners and then Jim Ross is going to open the show. Here it is.
5: Last time we wrestled, you got a gift of a lifetime
1: when that bluesy tripped my foot. But don't think lightning's gonna strike twice today, because we guys are going down. One, two, three. Yeah, we got you, sisters. But once again, we got you for the world belts. And, and, and this time, Sky told me you don't want to walk away without the belts. And I don't want to walk away. And that goofy Robin Green, he ain't gonna be nowhere around. So this time, we're gonna win those belts, I hope.
0: This portion of World Championship Wrestling is brought to you in part by Three Musketeers. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jim Ross, and welcome to another exciting hour of World Championship Wrestling here on TBS, the Superstation. Today, we're going to take a special look at this past Wednesday night's clash of champions. So many big things happened there. We'll be taking a look at those very succinctly during the next two hours. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, we have some interviews from the stars that we taped right after the event that you'll be hearing their comments after what happened this past Wednesday night. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, in the next two hours, the big main event will be for the World Tag Team Championship. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, will get their opportunity to take the Tag Team Championship of the World away from the fabulous Freebirds. That will be our main event coming along in our second hour. It'll be a big one fall with television time remaining event. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, in the hour, we're going to be hearing from Woman about uh, what happened this past Wednesday night. As I said, all the stars will be here. I will not be joined by Jim Cornette this week, but we will hear from him. He's got a lot of explaining to do after what happened this past Wednesday night. We'll talk more about the clash, but right now, let's go up to rhubarb jones
2: so i'm gonna say this now there's a actually a bunch of segments in this copy we have where they cut out the replays of what happened at the clash which is who fine did I mean, well you and i covered it along with silva on the clash regime. no 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 so we, no no
3: i want to know who cut that out did we get this from Moretti?
2: well Moretti sent us this but i mean any tape trader could have could i don't know what tape trader well was.
3: I'm real tempted to give whoever cut out all the replays the Rolex.
2: Well, here's the problem. I agree with you to a point. The problem I have, though, is if you heard on that review right there or that synopsis that Jr. kind of gave, he said we're also going to get a promo from Jim Cornette that happened right after the event. And whoever cut out the replays, that promo that Jr. references also got cut from this copy
3: sometimes when you cut you can cut too deep and that's okay this episode yeah. was an hour eight and i like it
2: yeah this is like this is wrestling the way it used to be in the way we like it so on hey, that let note- me
3: also say something else you know there's been a big complaint bischoff has talked about it the wwe has talked about it how they couldn't get good sponsors but, you know, in 1989, we've had a and Root Beer. We've had Twix. We've had Western Union. We've had Spam. We've had Bruce. Three Musketeers. These are reputable companies. I mean, it's not Ford and Budweiser, but they got Coors Light on the damn ring posts.
2: Yeah. Well, OK. So when Bischoff talks about that, though, you got to remember Bischoff's not going to be in power for, for a, while, a few more years, though. I know he's speaking. He, I mean, literally he's speaking a different time at that point, okay. but I hear you. I mean, they've got some decent sponsors here.
3: I agree. I agree. I just three musketeers was the, was the shit back in the day, man. I used to eat the shit out of those.
2: Yeah. All right. So on that note, did you have any other thoughts on what Jr. had to say in the opening?
3: Hey, no, I was just wondering, here's my question. Cause this is a good episode. We're going to talk about it, but you know, we haven't seen Scott Hall in a while.
2: <laughs> What's well, a while? I mean, it feels like it was just like three weeks ago.
3: Three four weeks ago in a job match, it's like once again we're going to talk about the fact that there's some, there are some no kidding, kick ass wrestlers in this fed. With more coming in today, we got to stop treating this shit like a cartoon.
2: Well, good luck.
3: And speaking of that. Let's go to the ring where we have the SST beating the piss out of uh, Bob Emery, uh, Lee Scott, and Mike Justice.
2: Yep. So we've got, like Doc said, the SST, they're going to take on Emery, Justice, and Scott. JR continues promoting Starcade 89, which makes sense, on December 13th at the Omni. Future Shock, the night of the Iron Man, which is what they're building Starcade into Iron Man and Iron Team. More about that on the weeks to come. the or...
3: let's bury the minorities.
2: <sighs> we'll get there. So anyway, Doc, any thoughts on this match? Uh, this was uh, uh I got a couple quick. of
3: things here. Can you go back to 428 for a second? Mike Justice looked a little weird here, and he should have got his ass before it. When he comes in the ring.
2: Oh, when he does that forearm bullshit? He comes
3: in the ring like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing.
2: Yeah, he did. not Watch him here. Yeah, he... he... I don't he, I don't know what that was supposed to be. It you was like,
3: of walked in like okay I'm here. What do I do?
2: I, I think he was expecting as he came in for. For um, God, I can't even see because it's not clear. I can't even see which member. Least of the He came members. in for least. No, God. I was gonna say which whichever member of the small and SWAT team was originally in the ring. I think when he came in, he thought that the SST guy was just gonna you know come at him Club. and hit him.
3: Go, clob- yeah. go to Clobberin?
2: Yeah, and, and he was shocked when he didn't, so then he was kind of like in no man's land. I, yeah. I don't know if I want to put that on him, but I will tell you what. I did have the note you just saw right there at the 510 mark. That kick? Yeah, when. when you Fatu think that gets, kick was
3: a receipt for that?
2: When Samu gets tacked in, he <laughs> tattoos Justice in the mouth with a super kick. That was great. That was tremendous. And there's another one And At it Scott got one
3: for his troubles. Yeah. Man, I, you know, here's the thing Lee Scott looks like the guy who wants to be a wrestler but doesn't quite have the body. But I'll be damned if he doesn't take good bumps.
2: He flies around. Look, let me tell you something with Lee Scott. You can see why he's in there making guys look great. Because he.
3: And Rikishi just put his nuts in his face.
2: He put his. Dude, that was terrible. He did worse than Garvin would do on the nuts. Look at that when he kneels on him. Let me try to play. So I did You
3: think it smelled good down there? Jesus. Oh, Chris, God. it smelled no bad. There's two guys that I continually think, why didn't they do more with? One was Lee Scott. The other is Trent Knight. We'll see him later.
2: Bro, look at that shot.
3: Lee God. Scott's
2: sniffing balls.
3: Sniffing Bamunda. Come on.
2: Oh, come on. Ricky.
3: Okay, so would you rather take that or the stink face? Neither. Well, if you had to take one.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm not taking that. That's terrible. Look at his face. Oh, God. You got to be a patron to look at this stuff, man. It's just disgusting.
3: His face is all up in his nuts, man. It's just like, oh. a, it's like when you look at the continents, if they came back together to Pangea, they all that's, fit together. That's what it looks like. His face fits <laughs> in his nuts.
2: Oh God, he's perfectly this.
3: And I like the SST Because they, look They're savages And here's the thing They are a. Is Paulie a better manager Than Oliver Humperdinck The answer is yes But not in 1989 And it makes more sense for Oliver Humperdinck To be their manager than it does Paulie And so I like their scene They're rough, they're tough They're no nonsense and I like it
2: they're misused
3: we've said that we said that for the clash deal
2: yeah yeah we've talked about it with them so i don't want to beat that dead horse but you're right on the money with that okay
3: and and my point is and we're going to continue to draw this thread through 89 and 90 i think is there's talent here this is is, so when we shit on things believe me we will it's not always, this is a fine line. We're not always shitting on the talent. We're shitting on how this shit is booked because guess what the name of the show is
2: book in the territory.
3: There you go. And so I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of badasses running around this territory right now.
2: A lot. We talked about it. We talked a lot about it on the clash, I think. And we've talked about it in the previous weeks. There's a lot of talent here. Lots of talent. And there's more coming. That's what's crazy. I mean, you know, we're not that far off from, um, you know, mean Mark. Callus coming in. Definitely stuff coming. So, JR throws it to a replay of the Skyscrapers versus Steiners where Doom intervened in the match. And again, like I said, whoever recorded this episode deleted the replay, which I am fine with since we just reviewed that, on Patreon during our clash. Blessed. Blessed.
3: You know, I'm also the opinion on top of the, the tobacco. I'd like, at this point right here, to see Rick, dial back the tar just a little bit
2: no i'm fine with it it works just a bit no it works okay i mean he's gonna do this throughout his career the dog face gremlin i mean he he he, he does it back by the time you get the 96 and whatnot but no he's gonna do this this is his this is his thing man Um, what doc is talking about is, so after they show the replay and again, you can get our class special at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, Javorski, he's an idiot. He likes to crank off to the clash reviews. Um, you don't have to do that, but please go consider signing up. Uh, the Steiner brothers cut a promo and that's what doc is talking about. There Where Rick Steiner's Is there
3: anything that Javorski doesn't crank off to Uh,
2: impact? He, he really cranks at the impact. I don't know what's wrong with that dude. He's He's got issues, man. He's got a, he's got a lot of issues. Man. Anybody who cranks the impact is, is, is not a human being in my book, but whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. In any case, the Steiner Brothers, this promo is meat and potatoes. Did you have any thoughts from it, Doc?
3: No, not at all. I mean, they got themselves a title match on TV today, and that's something.
2: That's right. They, we got a title match coming up on TV today between them and the Freebirds. So on that note... Uh, after the Steiner Brothers cut a promo, we're going to hear from Woman and Doom, and let's go to that part right now.
0: The Steiners have made their statement. We look forward to seeing them in tag team action as they go for the gold today here on World Championship Wrestling. But I think we would be remiss if we didn't hear these comments from Woman.
4: Hey, I don't know who you Steiners think you are, talking about me the way you do. I've got a lot of things to say, and I've got a lot of plans. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. My team here is the toughest. I pay them well, and they will do exactly as they're told. Rick Steiner, to put up with you and to spend time with you was one thing. Boy, I must have been out of my mind, but I got where I wanted to be. And nothing's gonna change that. I'm doing exactly what I want. Don't worry about Doom. They'll take care of themselves. Rick Steiner, I took your heart. Next, I'm going to take your soul. I'm going to strip you of all the dignity you had. Always remember and never forget, only good girls are made of sugar and spice. Bruh. She,
3: she seems, look, she's always, I mean, this is a woman, so she wakes up with no makeup and with dragon breath and she's sexy. But she seems less sexy and more evil here. And I like it for some reason. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, she definitely does. I mean, that's on point. She continues and this is, being devious.
3: And this is the same thing when you watch that that I said they should have done with Sonny and the gangsters in Smoky Mountain.
2: Yeah, Cornette didn't agree with you when you said that. Although- well, you know
3: what? I'm a doctor of psychology (laughs) and he isn't
2: well what i was going to say was although as he said that to us the first time he was on btt the other side of that coin is he did say he was going to bring in tony atlas and she was going to be with tony remember
3: see that doesn't make any sense to me but hey i'm a cornet guy so you know what i enjoyed smoky mountain and he did it so I'll, i'll 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 defer to him on that
2: I mean, look, he. There's things in Smokey. He, we've talked. We talked about it on that show that he did not do good, and I think he's actually admitted to that in so many words on some of his drive-through questions. But there's things. I mean, he flat out said the last time I was on that that la- those last ten episodes. He was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" He knew. I mean, it was shit. But hey, what you gonna do? I mean, at least he. I can tell you that much. He's admitted that to me. I don't remember if we were on air when he said that, but he admitted that to me.
3: Okay. Hey, I got excited seeing this, man. Joe it, man. No, Hey, let me tell you something. It is hard to find a guy in life, not just wrestling, in life, that outkicked his coverage (laughs) with the females more than this fat bastard did. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Hey, man. He buried his face in bar- Bonnie, Bonnie, whatever her name was.
2: Okay, let's go now. What What Doc is talking about is the Joe Petticino Hotline plug, and here it is.
0: Never know what you're going to hear when you call the 900 Hotline on Tuesday night. It's Joe Petticino knows. Every night it's two dollars for the first minute, forty five cents for each additional minute. Just listen to what you can hear.
1: How do all you simple minded people Monday night on the Hotline? I get a chance to tell you what I think of you. Have you got the guts to listen? <laughs>
0: As the N.W.A. travels America, we're going to be with you every Wednesday night on the 900 hotline from the N.W.A. Asking the questions you'd like to know the answers to. Hey, Ricky, now all these people can
1: call us on the 900 hotline. mean I get to say whatever I want? Only on
5: the
1: N.W.A. hotline. Uh, parents, make sure you check with your children. Make sure you can call us. Every night's great on the N.W.A. hotline, but Friday night's the night to be a little weird. If you want the scoops as only I can give them, then Friday's call the Louisville Slugger with Jim Cornette on the hotline.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Jim Ross invited you to join me with Late Night with Jim Ross every Saturday on the NWA Wrestling Hotline. I'll tell you how it is. No hose barred what I can't
3: say on television.
0: The NWA mm-hmm. 900 Hotline. Call it today. Oh.
3: A couple of things on that. All right. Two dollars for the first minute, 45 minutes for an additional minute. For- if you do, I don't know, let's say, let me do a little quick math. You made a 10 minute call. That had been what seven bucks, roughly.
2: It's a lot of money, dude. Nineteen eighty. If
3: you if the phone bill came in nineteen eighty nine and there was a seven dollar call to that, what would your mama have said or done? Goodness.
2: I was about to say it wouldn't have been what she said. I would have gotten my ass whooped, whooped, whooped. You you you, heard, you remember what Hopper said at that time? He I think he said Luke used to do that. They were, their neighbor used to like leave the, fucking the friggin' uh, cordless phone outside, and they'd call the hotline from the from the cordless phone.
3: Okay, so here's the other thing. Push, run that back about ten seconds and push pause. That's fine. All right. It's the NWA hotline, but it's WCW. Once again, what is it? What? Who are we?
2: Goddamn, pal. You're talking about brand management now.
3: Well, we need to manage the brand. I hear you. And then, it's like... Can you imagine, even back then, what JR was going to say? Grumpy old bastard.
2: (laughs) Leave him alone. (laughs) Maybe he wasn't so
3: grumpy back then. I mean, his face hadn't shriveled up.
2: Leave JR alone. He's not... He's a... I I get it, man. Like him and Tony, like they get on social media and they got to deal with a lot of crap. And
3: I wouldn't know know,
2: back in the day, you know, social media wasn't a thing for, you know, obviously there was no internet and you didn't, you just didn't have all that negativity. I can tell you, man, social media, it it is a beat. Seems like a real winner. It is a beat down. And the problem is like, You know, like for me, I mean, obviously I don't have nowhere near the followers those guys do. But, you know, I got to I use that to support the show, like to tweet out the show and get stuff out about the show. It's a communication. But I'll be honest, man. I hate reading mentions 90 percent of the time because it's just it can be. Dude, people are vicious. People are vicious. And if you are not hold on, if you are not mentally stable. That platform is a problem for you. Not you, just people in general. But go ahead.
3: I was taking a drink of beer when you said that.
2: Of course. By the way, Brian Brian Pillman is in the ring right now with Lou Tafaloni, a.k.a. Louis Pagoli. Yep, go ahead.
3: So I agree. Social media is the devil. I do think that I would do pretty well from what I hear in the Facebook group. But that's different.
2: Yeah, we got some weirdos in there. I ain't going to lie, bro. I'll just flat out say it.
3: No, those are my people. Those are the dogaholics. Oh, um, boy. Did you hear in this match? Uh, JR said that he, he mispronounced Tafeloni at the beginning and then said, Well, there's no Italians in Oklahoma.
2: Oh, my God. I did. He struggled. <laughs> he couldn't say Lou Tafeloni and he said, he said, uh, please excuse me, everybody out there. I'm from Oklahoma, and they don't have many Italians around me. <laughs> Dude, he would have gotten <laughs> – there would have been an outrage. Speaking of social media.
3: You talk about – I mean, you could have poured, poured some of his barbecue sauce on his ass because it would have been barbecued for that guy. Bruh, car.
2: they – again, we're talking about social media – the outrage on social media for that comment where he made an honest mistake trying to say the man's name. And then he made a funny joke or he thought he was being funny. Well, I mean, I don't care. And he said, there's not many Italians around me in Oklahoma. Hey, look, so,
3: you can't judge people for shit that happened in the past. I mean, you can't. There, there's some, uni- happened in
2: 1988.
3: Well, but there's some universal truth. I mean, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't lay your hand on the women. You, you should treat kids and animals. Well, Right and and you know old people those those things are timeless they're universal vocabulary changes how we talk changes over time.
2: I I don't even think Jr. didn't even sound that bad he just was just made a funny joke.
3: I mean if you said that today my god.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're on TV today and you were to make a statement like that, like I, I mean, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Like, let's say there was a Japanese wrestler and he butchered the name and and literally said, you know, you know, fans, I'm one of them Okies. Uh, I can't say those Japanese names right. I mean, the the outrage on social media would have been crazy, and it could have been an honest mistake. That's the point I was trying to make. So here's at. the but thing. But anyway,
3: you're you're waving your dong in somebody's face, unwanted. That that's wrong. But if we can't go out and, you again, say some of the things that we can't say, then how are we going to get over? Uh. And let me tell you this. It is clear when I watch this. Speaking of over, Pillman is over. With this crowd, they're chanting. They're behind him. This went a while. And, again, you've got this mix of, You got this mix of him, Sting. I'm not a big Sting fan, but let's be clear. He he just won the most popular wrestler at the Clash. Luger's young-ish. Hell, Michael Hayes is young if we're going to do that. And then you got these older guys that can go. We got talent here, man.
2: Well, and I was gonna all say the pieces,
3: all the pieces are in place right now. And guess what? More are coming soon, like you said.
2: Yeah, there's there's talent. Um, and what I was gonna say, you're talking about this match with these two as they're working and they're having a good match. Pillman, JR mentions the only blemishes on Pillman's record are the losses to Luger. Luger. Here's and the yet, other
3: thing. Let me ask you let me ask you an inside baseball question here. It's my understanding that the heel usually calls the match, but Spicoli is 18 years old. Is Pillman calling this? Probably. Okay.
2: The heel usually does call, but, I mean, in a situation like this, I would think, I would think Pillman's calling. But what I was going to say about Pillman, keep in mind, you know, nowadays, this is what I don't like about modern wrestling sometimes. You know, if somebody takes a loss, all of a sudden, oh, my God, they buried him. Well, Well, Pillman has lost twice now. To Luger, at the he's last he's as hot as
3: he's ever been.
2: He's still hot, and you know why? Because he didn't lose. Did like Luger? We talked about it on both of those shows, and I won't go in depth.
3: Hey, this is just like college college football. How you lose is important.
2: Well, I was about to say, Luger survived in those matches. We've been saying we that that's anymore. the
3: theme on all these big shows that you you non patrons are missing. Is that he's escaping?
2: He escaped. Pilman. Had him where he needed him, he and Luger escaped. Now, with that said, Pillman's still on fire. He's going to win this match between he and Spicoli. Anything else from it, Doc? I said Spicoli. No. Tafaloni.
3: Man, whatever. We all know what you mean. Now, this, this was a good little match. And, and here's yeah. the other thing. You can see the sparks. Spicoli looks like, you know, six pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. We he always kind of did. But you can see it, man. He's talented for 18.
2: Uh, he's... To go out there and work a TV match like this, and I I can't, I didn't really time it. I think they went about six or seven minutes. To go out there and work this match like this, he put on, he did very well considering how young he is. He bumps well. He followed Pillman. Look at at that
3: smile. Look at, yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We we got Pillman, we got Pillman winking in the camera. But anyway, (laughs) I agree. Spicoli looked really good, and he's young, and that's, you know, you can end up seeing why he ends up going places.
3: And if Phil McCall this, he did a decent job with that.
2: Yeah. We go then to a replay of Sid versus Dr. Death, and I got to say it again. Whoever's clipping these recaps off, thank you. You must be Doc's long-lost family member. That was from The Clash. After that, we go to a match. It is Sid and Dan Spivey, Skyscrapers. They're gonna defeat Bill Ford and Pat Rose. We did get a Teddy Long pitcher and pitcher promo, making fun of what they did to Doctor Death. And then Jr. tells us pending a re- pending, uh, Jr. tells us pe- pending what? that a rematch is what? coming re- at some point with the skyscrapers oh. and the road wars. I couldn't get it out. Put
3: down the damn Hennessy. No, I'm not
2: drinking no Christ. Hennessy. What do you have from that? It was very short.
3: Um, is this Sid's last match? No. Look at that scrap iron. Oh, one word, scriparian um,
2: Scraparian. <laughs> <laughs> look at the. If you're Jeez. watching on video, if you're watching on video version, it's Scraparian. <laughs> no, it's not it's Skri- Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep. Going.
3: I like Bill Ford for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I just like diversity of looks.
2: He's got that kind of hillbillyish, redneckish, Briscoes almost look, and he's. Doesn't he's not bad in the ring. He's he's he, he's not going to be a star, but he's a serviceable, you know, enhancement talent.
3: As a kid, going back to world class that we talked about earlier, I was always for some reason wasn't a fan, but fascinated by Killer Tim
2: Brooks. Guy I was watching was, something. Yeah, watching something with him in uh, world class uh, over the weekend. Yeah. He's the, he's still there in '87
3: and '88. Jeez, I would have never thought that either. But anyway. Um, The only other note I have from this, and I don't have a timestamp, but if you could catch the pin, I thought Sid made a real heelish pin that I thought was nice
2: looking. Okay. Let me try to see if I can get to it. So... Oh, yeah, where he just lays down on him. And he's just got his back up against him as he lays down. One, two, three, yeah. And here's the thing. If you
3: back that up again, I think Spivey went for the big move. And realize mm-hmm. that it was supposed to be Sid. Go back a little bit further.
2: Yeah, here it is, the finish.
3: No, no, but go back a little bit further because Spivey gets him. Look, he before the pin, before the tag, he he goes to do it.
2: Oh yeah, and then he realized. Wait, hold on.
3: Hold on. Oops. Yeah. And tags in Sid, and Sid gets it.
2: Yeah, Sid does it, and uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yep. So good stuff. Um, and the they skyscrapers.
3: Win. I don't like Spivey in the least. I, man, Silva really doesn't like him.
2: God, Silva hates. He, he was ripping him. Silva doesn't like Spivey at all.
3: But they're. I mean, they're. They cut an impressive look. They're not going to be my my top tag team. But if they're the third or fourth best tag team, and and for all the limitations he has in the ring and the softball schedule. Sid looks like a million goddamn dollars.
2: Oh yeah, Harper always says it looks like he stepped out of a Marvel comic book, and he really does. And I does. just
3: I, here's the thing: I'm not a fan of Sid, but I think he kind of gets a bad rap, and I can, I don't know how to put that put that in the right context because I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not against him, but I'm not for him either. He wasn't my favorite.
2: Well, here's the thing with this version of the skyscrapers too that I that I that I always say. When you got people like Norman and that stupidity that's going on, at least with the skyscrapers, they're presented as mm-hmm. badasses, and it's not bullcrap like with Norman. So, while we are not the biggest fans of the skyscrapers, and Sid was definitely spivy, I could like be Sid more. Oh, it could be ten times worse. So, like,
4: speaking it's, it's, of a
3: lot worse, um. Are you ready to, to hear the next promo?
2: Um. Yes. Let me, <laughs> let me. So, first off, Jr. throws us to a replay of Corny turning on the dudes from the Clash. If you want to hear more about it, tinyurlcom BTT where we review it. Um. Again, the footage we have is edited out. Um. Let's go now to to what Doc is talking about here. Where, yeah, let me just hit play. Here's Jr.
0: ...situation orchestrated by Jim Cornette, proving once again that apparently he cannot be trusted. The dynamic dudes found out the hard way, and here are their pre-recorded comments.
1: What the heck is going on around here? I can expect it from Stan Lane, and maybe Bobby Eaton too, but Jim Cornette, you are our friend, you are our advisor, and you stabbed us in the back, and we're not going to take it anymore, we're going to do something about it. You know something, Jim Cornette, I would have given you more credit. I would have said that you had a lot bigger brain than you've got. You know, you said you never taught us a thing. But the one thing you did teach us, Jim Cornette, is all those wins we had when you were out there at the ringside with us came from here, brother. They were because of dynamic dude's ability and not because of the things you've told us. May not express, you've got a war on your hands.
2: Doc, you got comments on Johnny Ace right there? (laughs)
3: He's terrible. There's your current vice president of talent relations <laughs> for the biggest wrestling company in the world.
4: It's the shit. God! We, this all- oh.
3: we, we use this all the time in our own kind of personal lingo back and forth. When, when we pop one another, a lot of times on a big level, we use mega pop. And I wrote a mega pop on how bad he is there.
2: It's, the, re- it's the reverse mega pop.
3: It's that the, is very true. Now, here's the thing. Oh. when I, when I But here's the other little nuance thing that I noticed of this. He's terrible, and, and he's always going to be terrible. Douglas is young here, but I also wonder, we talk about guys that are in the wrong time. How over would Douglas have been six, seven, eight years young if earlier?
2: Oh, uh, he would have been over um as a Because he can work,
3: a, he can talk, and yeah. he, he understands fundamentals.
2: He would have like been that, over as a as a white meat baby face for sure.
3: That promo right there doesn't work in eighty nine as well as it would have in eighty two or eighty three.
2: Here's the thing. He would have been over seven, eight years earlier. The thing is he also would have missed his chance at being the franchise in ECW because That's he would right. have been too old by then. So like it works later on, not that gimmick that he was doing right there, but it works later on because of what he becomes in ECW. Because, like And, and said, I'm
3: telling you, as bad as Johnny Ace is right there and it pretty much all points of his career in my opinion, douglas was again he and raven were my two favorites in ecw
2: the thing about douglas is you can see it here or even earlier in the uwf or when he first comes in he's
3: got the fundamentals
2: yeah like he's not bad it's it's like okay this is this is fine it's that, like, Jr. used to always say, oh, he's bad, he's not casted right. He ain't casted right right here. Like, this just doesn't fit. And it's it's that whole, like, just aura of, oh, the surfing and the, the, the Ocean Pacific, and he's got an L.A. gear shirt on. It just doesn't work.
3: And I liked later stage him in ECW, but that, where he had just a little bit of a mop of hair early on, and it was like Paulie told him, Go out and be the dickhead territory wrestler,
2: and he did that shit to perfection. Perfection. I mean, honestly, God, and correct. I think
3: it's because he had the footing in it.
2: If you ever had the, if you ever had the time, I could see, and I, I know this is this is this is a if that'll never happen. You would actually want to go back and not watch ECW and review it, but I could see you wanting to go back and just be like, let's go jump into that franchise era, and I just want to watch Douglas's promos and matches and Ravens and talk about that. You would want to do that because it's huh. good shit.
3: And the other one that I think is really, really good in that little short window before it got blown up was Taz.
2: Oh, yeah. I agree. But, again, to the point you made, Douglas, eight years earlier from '89, yes, is a great baby face. People love him.
3: But he like misses here, out. On, but he misses out on the the other end of it.
2: He misses out on '90. What was it? '95, '96, '97, ECW. When, I mean, look, uh, Shane and I have had our differences, but at the end of the day, that gimmick. Say it, Doc. When he says, "Cut the,"
3: hold on.
2: <laughs> cut. The- music Oh it's, 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 it's good man he that gimmick uh, it was phenomenal phenomenal And I
3: even I mean that match where he turns and on the, the where the chief Francine turns on the pit bulls was phenomenal It's a four way tv title belt for a tv title it went 30 minutes
2: Dude they E- ECW from its whole run is not good in the totality. No, but there is that two-year run. where yes. you throw
3: that shit up against anybody.
2: That there, they had that moment in time where it was like this is. But think good about this: shit.
3: we watched four years of Smoky Mountain. Two years of it was good. How long of World Class? No,
2: I, I say three years. Three years of it was good.
3: See, I would have said two, two and a half. Okay. How long was World Class good?
2: We've talked about this. 24 to 36 months.
3: Yeah.
2: It's it's the it's it's how it works. These these they have these hot, hot periods, and it's like, oh, things simmer down. But on that note, we'll keep going because we got to get to the next match. We got Doom number mm. one, who's Ron Simmons with a woman out there for obvious reasons. He's gonna defeat Jerry Price. My note here is I said this a few times, and I'm gonna say it again. Ron is jacked. He's got oh, some guns Almighty, huge, and traps on him. He is a brick house. He is jacked. And it is tremendous. Jerry
3: Price is not a small man.
2: No, he's not. But Ron makes him look tiny. I mean, he makes him look tiny. He's got a... Did you I mean, get his...
3: offended when JR said that these dooms all look alike?
2: No, Jesus I mean, Christ. He, he did you see this text from Harper? Jesus Christ. Go ahead, tell the people. Go, I want you. We just got we just first off, let we me just, answer your question. Let me answer your question. Did I get offended? No, because that's typically what they would say about mass people no matter what. They're like, you know, when it's two guys who look alike, whether they were white, black, it that was I've heard that before. I,
3: I can't concentrate on wrestling anymore.
2: Go ahead and tell the people what this son of a gun just texted you and I.
3: Here's Mr. Mister. Send Me Your Money. We just got a text from Harper. I took a nap and just waking up, dot, dot, dot. No circles, just dots. <laughs> so we're not getting our asses eaten. We're just getting fucked in the ass. That's what that means, Mike.
4: God,
2: oh my. I can't. That's I can't funny. with him sometimes.
3: <laughs> well, I'm texting him back. Well, I just R- texted
2: uh, LOL. Okay, let us know when you're on.
3: You type. joining us.
0: <laughs> this is phenomenal.
3: Jesus Christ. Could you, <laughs> I mean, just imagine a day, a 24-hour period where you just didn't give a shit like he doesn't.
2: I, I I can't because I got a wife and kids. Right, we're it's, it's we're not wrapped around the
3: axle on everything all the
2: time. Yeah, I just it's it's not possible. On I'll, some don't...
3: level, this is our release, and I got done with youth youth sports practice and texted you forty minutes before we were supposed to start and said, "Yeah, I'm still a go. I'm still a go. I gotta let you know I'm still a go." I took a nap and just fucking forgot.
2: Get the fuck out. (laughs) Let's await his reply. On that note, Doom wins. uh, Doom won. Ron Simmons wins with a big clothesline. Did you have any other notes, Doc?
3: No, not at all. I I had the note that he is immense.
2: He's solid and woman looks phenomenal. And uh, as my good friend Chris Zaha says... Uh, in the Facebook group and on Twitter woman is tremendous doom is tremendous and we'll keep Man, seeing you gotta like a
3: woman not just this woman but any woman that transcends to the to the Hispanic to the to the brother and to the cracker because that's a bad-hmm <laughs> Cause we all got our different sort of things that we like within each one of those groups. You know, there's the stereotype, the black man likes the big, butt, all the different things, but man, when you get like a sunny and smoky or like, Oh, I want to go back to that in a minute, that highlight or woman, maybe a Brandy Rhodes. It just, it, it just transcends
2: everything. Look at that. Stop. I love Brandy, but we've talked Speaking about of it
3: loving before. something, man, back in 1989, that guy right there was the fastest, most aggressive dunker on the planet,
2: Dominique Wilkins.
3: Jesus, I saw him. I went to go see him play the Mavs one time. He just assaulted our rim like just, just so fast. And
2: I saw wow. him. I was in it. I was in Atlanta for a uh, Saints and Falcons game one year, and he was he was walking through the mall. It's even more impressive when you see somebody like him in person, when you see how tall he is and how big he is. And the fact that that dude, you realize why he's a pro athlete. When you realize, damn, that guy is that big and he could move like that when he was playing. This is in the early 2000s. I was like, wow. Actually, early it was like 99 or something like that. He was tremendous. Dominique was tremendous.
3: Did I ever tell you about the time I got a semi-promo on Kurt Thomas and the NBA's girlfriend after a a game, a finals game. No, you didn't. (laughs) Remember when the Bulls almost beat the Heat in the Eastern Conference finals in
2: 2011? Yes.
3: So, Kurt Thomas played for the Bulls, but he's also from Dallas, so... We went to the finals game A finals game uh, And beat the Heat The Mavericks But on the way out walking by There was, I mean, Kurt Thomas And again, to your point, that motherfucker's 6'11 Yeah And that means something when you stand up next to it Because I'm 6'2 And it's like, dude, there's a tree over there yeah, So first of all, yeah. he's 6'11 so I, And I know what he looks like And he always has that mean look on his face And I turned Mm. to my wife and I was fucking hammered because it was post-game. We beat the Heat. I was drunk. And I go, that's Kurt Thomas. And his girlfriend goes, yeah. And my wife's like, shh, shh, hush, hush. And I was like, look, I ain't ain't saying nothing. I wish his team would have won. We'd be in a lot better shape if his team would have won than LeBron and those guys. And his girlfriend popped. <laughs> I was about to get my ass whooped by a six eleven mad brother, but whatever.
2: And Harper has joined us.
3: Hey, hey, how's it going? Doing all right.
2: Oh, we we read your text on air. How huh? you took you a must nap?
3: Be, you must be fresh. You must have, you must be ready for your run in. Book it, bitch. No, <laughs> no, slow down. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, Harper, so we've covered everything through. But
3: this is a good spot for you to come on in here.
2: Yeah, we covered everything through Doom winning and the Freebirds cut their quick promo talking about the match coming up. Uh-huh. And now we just got to Gary Hart and Buzz Sawyer who are going up against Trent Knight. So that's where we're at. Doc, you got thoughts?
3: Yeah, let's go. We've got Mad Dog, Buzz Sawyer in the ring. Uh, By all accounts from those who knew him, he was not a good person. Um,
6: He sounds like he was a real asshole. Yeah, but let me tell you this. He brings brings that
3: Kevin Sullivan kind of we could get real nasty and this could break down and I could split your head open sort of mentality to this. And I'm going to say one of my notes here is wrestling needs more guys that bring that to the table like he does I don't care about his goofy hair and his gut or whatever he looks like he brings the sense of danger that this shit could pop off in a second yeah and and all your all your same looking guys or whatever you're doing for diversity reasons in the wrestling business don't cut that today
2: what are the thoughts I, I'm, I'm about to say something about this that I- is not well, too give
3: good. me 30 minutes exactly and he hits a hell of a suplex and i'm gonna go ahead and hit that since we're right here at 10 nice. seconds out
2: yeah it's coming he just stomped him in the face you know like garvin he just just literally stepped on his dude's face is this what you're talking about here this suplex yeah yeah that was good he right. snapped him over and then he went with him <laughs> that was a nice one that was nice did you have anything from this hopper
6: I mean, this is a great fucking match. He looks fucking a crazy, and everything he does looks like it hurts.
3: <laughs> well, there might be a reason for that, but yeah,
2: <laughs> I do, I do agree. He looks, he's crazy, and everything he does looks like it hurts. My biggest problem was, so not my biggest problem, but the first thing Jim Ross he puts over Buzz and how vicious he is, which is true. But I, 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 I tell me if I'm wrong here, Doc and Harper. I hate the armchair book this, but it's kind of like what we do here. So they're bringing Buzz in, which we know he's a badass. He's a mad dog. Why is he out here wrestling Trent Knight in a seven-minute match? Like, I know they got time to fill, but I just okay, felt I'm, like for his first match, they just this, beat this poor sap one, two, three and get it over with.
3: See, I disagree, and I thought about this, and I and actually have a note in a later match that comes back to this match. First of all, Trent Knight fought back. He chopped the shit out of Buzz yeah i think there's a couple of reasons here one is it was to really demonstrate on a personal level how sadistic buzz really is like they kept saying he could pin it at any point he's enjoying this
2: that's true because he had and him he, down pulled him one he pulled him up after that
3: suplex just a minute ago but look at trent knight fighting back and it's like he likes the pain so i think they're using that to kind of get buzz over
2: um Dude, he just punched him and i swear that was real yeah, no, uh... Dude, Doc. I'ma look it up. Keep going, Doc. I, I want to look something up related to Buzz. You you know what I'm doing, but I'm not gonna say it. Keep yeah, going. Yeah,
3: we're getting ready to guess his age, I would assume. Okay. Um, um it, you know it? it? It's uh, wow.
2: No, no, um, no, Don't
3: 31 say- here. I don't know, but I would say my note here, and you, you mentioned this a minute ago. He's like a legitimate crazy Ron Garvin.
2: Doc. I'm gonna tell you his birth date.
3: Well, here here's the thing. <laughs> Everybody would think like today you would think that that guy's 44 years old. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh my god. Do you want to hear his birth date?
3: Uh, yeah, I can do math on the fly. I'm not
2: June sure. 14th, 1959.
3: 59 that makes him 30. Yeah. <laughs> He's
2: 30. Wow. 30.
3: You know, what, do you know like any thirty-year-olds that. that look like that? No, oh. I don't dude, know any forty-year-olds
2: that look like that. Dude, he looks like he's forty-eight. He looks like he's Ron Wright's age. That
3: is a hell of a move, right there. Yeah.
2: Fuck okay. That. We well, yeah, that. we gotta go back. That is something. First off, he looks like he's Ron Wright's age and Smokey, which was fifty-something. But and that is. Buzz charges Trent Knight, who's on the ring apron. And he's basically shoulder tackles him, and Trent goes flying to the outside. Boof! <laughs> I'm with Hopper. Hopper, say it again. F that. Fuck that. Because
6: you do know where you're landing or fucking how you're landing.
2: Yeah. That's and pretty the other vicious.
3: thing is, and this is what makes Buzz really good. He's calling out here, Where's Flair? There, right there. Where's Flair? Where's Sting? Where's, Where's Anderson's? Give me somebody.
2: That dude is 20, 30 years old right here. That is amazing.
3: That I mean, you could make money putting that up on people.
6: Guess this man's age.
2: I guarantee you nobody would guess lower than 40.
6: Yeah. He looks fucking old.
2: Bro, that looks like a dude who's had a rough life. Man well, Undertaker said in that Rogan interview, like he was like, "Dude, Buzz would get pilled." I mean, we already know the stories about him, but Buzz was, yeah. Let's just say Buzz wasn't uh, living a straight edge life, brother.
3: Can I get thirty six oh eight?
2: Oh, you got another one, Jesus. Thirty six oh eight. Yeah, right. I watched
3: these. I, I'm I'm serious about what we do here. This should have finished the. Manager. Oh,
2: the power slam. Yes, I had that. That should have. Here finished. It comes. Yeah, Buzz used to deliver a hell of a power slam. Watch this; it lo- it looks so good. The way he catches him in midair and he picks him up.
3: Nah, uh, he should have finished it there. That that right there is the nineteen eighty nine version of the Canadian destroyer. Yeah, that looked fucking great. That and the Frankenstein.er
2: Buzz was really good with the with the power slam. He he would do it. There's an episode of uh, Mid South where he hits he hits Tim Horner with a power slam. He catches Tim coming off the second rope in rope, and it is beautiful the way he Golly, reverses man. him, just slapping him on the way up. Buzz wins with the he's gonna. This is gonna be a finisher, the splash off the top. Uh, any they, other they, thoughts, the, Doc? Or they
6: wanted the Samoans did a splash off the top rope earlier.
2: Yep. Yeah.
6: That's it. That's what I was kind of like.
2: Everything was airtight, brother. And he should
6: have, it would have been just easier
3: to finish him with the power slam.
6: Yeah.
2: Airtight, brother.
3: I'm going to tell you, man, I, I'm not putting him over as a person, but putting him over as a wrestler And in this match. Well, here we go. We got the, another guy who can wrestle, who's realistic, and is tough.
2: great point I can't disagree on that note we keep going there is a Kevin Sullivan promo I don't have anything from it though I thought it was meat and potatoes what did you think I thought
3: it was good and at the end play the last few seconds
2: well it's not that long so
3: okay he I thought this was good he said something at the end that got me
2: well he's about to wrestle a match against Tommy Angel here's before the match though
3: Monday night. Before we see Kevin Sullivan in action here on
0: World Championship Wrestling, let's hear his pre-recorded comments. A lot of people
5: come to me and ask me about the woman, the doom, and the Steiner situation. I'm going to make it real clear. I'm supposed to be the most devious man of professional wrestling, so that means I'm very, very clever. I know one thing, that doom means destruction. And I also know that the Steiner brothers... They don't have a brain in their body. That's why you can beat on them all night, and they come back. Well, Doom, Steiners, I don't know who is gonna get hurt. But woman is the most deceivest person I've ever met in my life. And it may be the Steiners out of professional wrestling, or it may be Doom themselves. But I know one thing. Kevin Sullivan's much too clever. To get caught in any kind of crossfire caused by a woman. Steiner's doom. I don't know who's gonna make it, but I certainly am.
2: Did, did he say Decevious when he was ex- He did. That yeah, was good. <laughs> he, he pulled deceavious. something I usually do. That's what i That'll wars. be the
3: first name of some linebacker or wide receiver at LSU next. Come on.
2: It's nice.
3: Decevious Jackson. <laughs> that's a five that's a five tool player blue chip recruit from ponchatoula
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was, that was that was pretty good sully i gotta give you credit there man he's
3: too was... smart to get involved with their bullshit
2: um so any other thoughts doc on sullivan
3: no he's T. sullivan yeah
2: well, we go to his match against Tommy Angel, and Sullivan beats the hell out of Tommy Angel. But
3: uh, he- Tommy Angel fought back again. The 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 jobbers were feisty here.
6: Yeah, it's like I mean, look at that. See? Says, yeah. Fuck you, Kevin.
3: I, it's almost like Kevin Sullivan and Buzz Sawyer said, "Beat me up a little bit. I like it." Look at uh, that, Tommy look Angel. Look at Todd get- Hogan. Tommy Angel's getting some offense in, and Trent Knight was chopping on Buzz.
2: Oh, Look, God. did you see that kick that he just delivered to Trent Knight's head? You know, it's a point because usually the the jobbers that Garvin would beat down on, if they even tried fighting, how's back, this not
3: a DQ? Uh, oh,
2: we're proud about it. Yeah, Cafe, okay, hey, brother, everything was airtight. I thought he
3: was going to pull a golden spike out of that damn thing.
2: <laughs> Well, at least he didn't hit him in the back of the head like he did Jeff Daniels in Smoky Mountain.
3: Or carve his arm off. But, dude, I mean, you
2: know, we talk about it, but the Smoky Mountain show, Kevin Sullivan recklessly hit a man in the back of the head with a wooden chair and put, like, 20 stitches in the guy's head. It was
3: reckless. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a big fan of Sullivan.
2: (laughs) I love Sullivan, too, but I call it like I see it. Tommy Angel took that post really great there. Yeah, he did. Uh, He beats... He beats Tommy Angel's ass, and it's real good stuff. Hopper, uh, you got anything else from it?
6: This is good shit, man.
2: It really is. You I mean,
3: you got re- Sullivan beating the piss out of somebody. Buzz saw you're beating the piss out of somebody. SSD went hard earlier.
2: I didn't this look up.
3: A, look at Tommy Angel.
2: He's fighting back. I didn't look up the taping schedule. Um, I'm willing to bet. Well no, I was gonna say they may have taped this before, but no, they didn't tape this before the clash. This was taped after. Um, uh, but this is this is good. You know, you've got Sullivan just beating hell And I him
3: like then. it the fact that he's fighting back some. It makes Sullivan even more sadistic. Yeah. It's good to see
6: him gets get something in. Like I'm not just gonna stand here and let you kill me. Yeah.
2: After the match, um look at that needed a hit as Angels on the outside. <laughs> Sullivan, i'm gonna make it look him.
3: real brother
2: <laughs> brother what do you think they do to monkeys in malaysia <laughs> but no uh
3: i'm gonna let you get some stuff in but it's gonna cost you
2: god i wish i could do a good kevin sullivan <laughs> i mean he's fighting back i'm fast forwarding through it but here's the thing this thing went like eight minutes it wasn't I know this wasn't no quick wham bam thank you ma'am type match man they got in there busted some. man. Look at Angel, look, he's got he an got arm an bar. Arm. Look at that shit. He's working an arm. And it's Sullivan <laughs> Sullivan hawks <laughs> up on him. Oh my God. If you you gotta give patrons out there, or if you're not a patron, you gotta look at the video version of this where you can see this match and and the Buzz Sawyer match we were talking about, because it really was some good stuff. Uh Doc, any Doc, anything else before we uh this keep going for it? I thought so, too.
3: This match is, whoa. Let me get these nuts on your in your ear. Yeah,
2: yeah we've got a lot of nuts in the ears, man. This nuts hey, faces. that's what
3: There's... wrestling is. Nuts in ears. This match was way better than it had any right to be.
2: So, I agree. Watch Sullivan stomp Tommy Angel in the gut right here. It's...
3: Down yeah, ref- too.
2: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. pins him and then when he's leaving he pushes some pathetic pitiful security guy watch when Sullivan leaves right here what do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia here comes god, <laughs> <old man. laughs> that poor old dude wasn't expecting that he's just standing there and Sullivan pushes him
3: that's great
2: oh my god we a... trying to
3: run a corporate wrestling business, Kevin Sullivan and Buzz Sawyer. Super.
2: Right, go figure.
3: Terry Funk. All
2: right. So, well, on that note, we're gonna go now because there's not a ton of promos on this. We go to the main event of this week's episode, where we're gonna I have... need to bring
3: up. I need to bring up something here, and then I'm gonna go get a beer while you and Harper talk. Okay. What's that? The Freebirds are a real problem right here. When they come out, they gave away that they're losing the titles. Watch
2: them. Explain.
3: They don't dance, and they look pissed off. Oh, let's see.
2: So watch but... it.
3: They they absolutely telegraph that they are dropping the straps here. The only thing that tells you that they're not is that it's it's free TV, but they shame on them. Watch them. Watch them throughout this. Watch your yeah. haze on the top. This is, look, they're not dancing, dancing. they're not crazy, they're not excited,
6: and then moonwalk. Look
4: (laughs) So
2: Yeah, you're right Boy, they look like they got told by the, here's the other part, they didn't even come out with the belts
6: Yeah, that's what, at the end, I'm like, wait, where's the belts at? Then I was like, well, me, well, you know, maybe I misunderstood it or, you know, listened to something wrong.
2: Doc, I think here's what I was going to say earlier. I didn't look up the taping of this, but because Flair and Funk aren't there um, and Cornette is noticeably missing, too. I'm I wondered if this was the I wondered if this was taped prior to the Clash. I, I don't know. I
3: don't know, but the but I got a real problem with what the Freebirds just did right there.
2: Well, and, and then they were out, they came out without the belts too. That's the other part, right? Which
6: what's that about?
2: Yeah, but you're, you you picked up. I didn't pick up on what you picked up on, but that's a good point. I mean, Hayes and Garvin look like the Booker in the back told them that that they were about to eat the look up at the lights, and they didn't like the decision. And now they're not dancing the and having a good time. And the
3: match is fine, but coming out, they had boo boo face.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, well, look, you go get it, you go get no, your give beer. No, give me fifty.
3: Give me fifty fifty seven real quick, and then okay. I am gonna go get a burr.
2: Okay, I got something to say when I go to fifty fifty seven or after that. So I am at fifty fifty one. What the the crowds fucks. into it?
6: This move, Uh, with the flying crossbody, yeah.
2: Oh, when he (laughs) jumps, It was nothing too fancy, but it was effective. So go get your beer as you're doing that. So JR tells us next week, as this match is going on, Ric Flair will take on the great Muda in the main event. Stay tuned to see if that happens. No spoilers here. We get a Freebird Sissy chant going in the building. Uh, Surely that had something with the outlandish dancing we've normally seen, although we haven't seen it here uh, today. Jim Ross also keeps teasing some announcement that he will make on the wrestling hotline. Uh, No idea what that's about at the moment, but stay tuned. You never know. We may talk about it next week. I thought as we wait for doc to get back, the match itself is kind of slow for the most part. They're very methodical for like, and they go for a while for the first 10 to 12 minutes. It's, it's very methodical woman actually comes out at one point and she's just kind of circling the ring area and observing and Jim Ross equates it to her playing mind games with Rick Steiner because of what's going on with them. Uh, they may have worked slow, but the crowd was very much into it. Harper, what did you have while we wait for doc to get back?
6: This match was real. This was a really good treat, man. I had fun watching this.
2: They gave him a lot of time too.
6: Yeah, man. How long was the match?
2: i mean, I. I didn't time it exactly, but I thought they went about 20.
6: Yeah, something like that.
2: I mean, and even even a program that's, if it's a two-hour program, giving a match 20 minutes is saying something on free TV. Yeah. Uh, during this time, especially. I mean, we're still house show business type thing. Uh, they, they gave a lot of time, and again, they work slow, but the crowd, I thought, was into it. There were chants. I mean, it wasn't like the crowd was just like, this is boring. You didn't get yeah. that. They were into this thing. They really they were, they were into this thing a lot. The, the Steiners are over. The Freebirds are hated just like it's supposed to be, unless you're in Philadelphia where they get che- cheered. Doc, are you back yet? No. All right, Harper, what else you got while we're waiting on uh, Lord Lord Idiot to get back with his white claw?
6: I just really loved watching this shit. I watched it again today.
2: I've God. seen this there's, multiple times.
6: <laughs> there's a spot. Fuck. I, sh- I didn't write down the goddamn time spent. Is this it? Let's see. It's when he comes out, when he locks up. No. Fuck. I should have. I should have wrote it down, but it was a nice little spot. Let's see. I don't think this is it.
2: They did some good stuff, man. Throughout the match, <clears throat> uh, again, it's, Let, let's see. It's like, wait,
6: wait, wait. Yeah, I think this is it. Throws them in, ducks the clothes on, and bam.
2: That was that was nice.
3: See, I think that so I'm back. I think that the Freebirds were fine in the match, but man, coming out was a problem.
2: Yeah, and I was saying while you were gone, I thought they worked. The match was actually worked slow. But the crowd, to me, they were into it the whole time, like the Channing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like the crowd knew, wait, this is a big deal. This is the NWA World Tag Titles, yeah. you know. Uh, we love the Steiners. The Steiners are over. We hate the Freebirds. Again, unless you're in Philadelphia and the Freebirds are wrestling the dudes, the Freebirds are not going to get cheered, and that's what happened here. The crowd was really into this. The heel work was good. They're they're kicking and pounding on Rick Steiner on the outside. Those are great-looking punches by Garvin. They're double-teaming him on the outside. The refs can't see it. it. It's just really good heel work, and the crowd is really, really into this thing throughout. Any more timestamps you got, Doc?
3: 5,707. I thought it was nice.
2: All right, so we got 5,705. I see. Boot to the gut. And then a slam. Rich Dang, hit Garvin with a boot to the gut. Picks him up almost like an angle slam. Garvin falls. one, two. I
3: don't know if y'all talked about this while I was gone. I really like the fact that Woman came out. Yeah. But but it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It was like, well, maybe it will. What is there she, she doing? Is. Yeah, there she is. What is she doing? But everything's so feel so obvious today that it would have been like well then somebody's coming out
2: jr had a great i said it when you had stepped away jr had a great explanation he's like she must be playing mind games with rick steiner and you know what that's mm-hmm. as, that's as realistic as it comes because that's exactly what she could be doing what are uh, any other time Sam doc
3: i i don't i thought this match was good um you know we we've talked about in different shows that the freebirds have a hard time. Uh oh,
2: that was a, that was the botch I was trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, there's a mess up near the finish. It's coming here. Um, Rick Steiner hits a belly overhead, belly, belly on his on the haze, and then I don't I don't know what I don't know what the heck was supposed to happen. It wasn't clean at all. There's so, supposed to be some kind of leapfrog right here, and <laughs> Steiner leapfrogs over. Over Hayes and goes into his brother and Garvin. And I don't know, but here comes the finish. Uh, it happens shortly. Rick Steiner is going to power slam Hayes. While Rick Steiner is uh, pinning Hayes, Jimmy Garvin comes off the top rope, misses Hayes because Steiner moves. Steiner hits Garvin, goes back to Hayes. One, two, three. And go. look at the crowd. Did you see the yeah. crowd? They erupted. They,
3: ju- they jumped up.
2: Yep. Let me see if I can get some audio from it. Here it is. Got him
1: in the power slam. Referee's putting Scott out. Garvin came off. Garvin nail Hayes. Garvin nail Hayes. Steiners on top. one Yeah. New tag team champions have been
3: crowned. The Steiners have won it.
2: Look at the crowd, man.
3: mm -hmm. Hey, look. It ain't 1985 or 6 with that sweaty South Carolina Building with Tully and Dusty, or the or the, the Tully and Arn, but that's a big reaction for that room.
6: Yeah, it is.
2: I guarantee you, the reaction wouldn't have been like that if the dudes would have won it. That's how you no. know these dudes are over the dudes being the Steiners. I mean, that's a hell of a reaction
6: with his Hooters shirt on.
2: Well,
3: Douglas has a Hooters hat on Bruh and I was going to you rewind you been Rip Van Winkle over there I had a note for you and I to talk about that But never mind the moment's passed
2: Douglas has on LA gear shoes Stone washed jeans A pink LA gear t-shirt Tucked into the jeans And a fluorescent Hooters hat on
3: Here's the thing And this is this is one of the things that wrestling's lost. You don't need, every, you don't need everybody's music to, to hit for them to come out. But the good guys, bad guys thing was always like, when Flair would cut those promos, now I'm walking on this side of the street, and it's pretty good having the Road Warriors. It is a team concept of good versus evil, and people can get on board with team sports. So when those baby faces come out to cheer with Steiner, it kind of means something.
2: Well, and and you didn't hear no music. They just won the crowd. They just
3: came out. It was spontaneous. It was a spontaneous celebration, and it makes the title mean something. Yes. That's good shit, man. And hey, we cannot gloss over the fact that the world tag team titles just switched hands on free TV.
2: Well, and here's the other thing. Doc, you got a good memory. How long has Steiner been together at this point?
6: Fuck, I don't
3: know.
2: Uh, it's just a few months. Uh,
6: seven months,
3: eight it's, months, it's, nine it's, months at it's, the it's, most?
2: No, it's not even that long. No? I think it's only like six months.
6: Yeah, that's true because I keep thinking of Rick Steiner. Rick yeah. Steiner. But yeah, Scott it has been there about six months, right?
2: It's yeah, it's what I thought. I mean, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm thinking my, my point being, this is how you book a team strong. They haven't really like, you know, had to do some dumb shit or get buried on television. They've shown themselves to be badasses with the suplexes. And they, they throw guys around like rag dolls. Right. And you see what makes them special. I mean, they've. So, I'm not gonna. So they it's, have. It's. They. They've lost, but it's. It's. It's been at a big event. They. It hasn't been on regular TV. They've shown themselves. I mean, well, we've said it a number of times the enhancement talent matches. Like God, man, look how good they look. God, look how good they look. God, look, and all that stuff adds up over time. And it's you start to realize, well, damn, when you treat this real and you treat these guys like they are badasses and like they're a big deal, when they do win the titles. It's going to be a big deal. That's what you saw. But go ahead, Doc.
3: Well, I mean, shit. The Steiners are no-nonsense, toss-you-on-your-head kind of guys. They're, the, they're the, now the tag team champs. Uh, who uh, Muda's the TV champ. Yeah, yeah. Luke, Luger, and as Silva has said, what might be the best year of his career is the U.S. champ. Flair's the world champ. Where are the holes? The holes are in the in all the other shit they're trying to do. The Normans, the the Ranger Ross, the bullshit. Oh, oh God. God, thank but, God but, we
2: didn't we didn't see none of that this week. Thank God. But
3: we also didn't see Luger. We didn't see Sting. We didn't see Flair. And we didn't see Funk. And I don't say that as a bad thing. I say that in an hour and an eight an hour and eight sixty eight minutes, thirty three seconds. You're gonna ready to get a good rating out of me. That says a lot about the talent on the roster.
2: I agree. Harper, you got any other closing thoughts on this match before I go to the last promo with the Steiners?
6: Well, they were showing this because of the sweeps time, huh? Whatever. That's
2: what Cornette has said in the past about this time period. Like, putting this big match on right here at the end like this. This is not the last time they're going to do that, Do something. I mean, I'm not going to tell you they're going to change the belt at main event, like, you know, on, on the last match. But Cornette has said that about late 89 uh, with sweeps month or whatever. Like, yeah, he's mentioned that.
6: Yeah, this was but a gr- great little fucking match, man. It was a great match, and this was a
3: great
2: episode in mm-hmm. my opinion. Tremendous I- episode.
3: Again, you get it in that under an hour and 20, you get it closer to 60 minutes and you let some, I mean Sullivan beat the piss out of somebody (laughs) Buzz Sawyer beat the piss out of somebody and the Steiners are out there. And SST and Ron Simmons I mean how do you poke holes in that? Uh, And we didn't see Flair, Funk, Luger Armuda What's the well, fucking problem? How can we mess this up? I mean, I mean goddamn it. Arne Anderson's coming back soon.
2: In the words of the famous man here.
5: It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a <laughs> rocket. We're getting guys over
3: in a fake fucking business. <laughs>
2: it, I it's, mean it, this episode encapsulates that right you know what
3: this feels like you know what this feels like to me it feels like the tna when they had everybody in the wrestling business in that organization <laughs> yeah <huh? laughs> everybody's there we're all here in the boat how come we can't go anywhere
2: yeah why, why can't why can't we got all the talent in the world why can't we print some money <laughs> right I mean, in the words of Kevin Sullivan, he said it. It ain't that hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're getting guys over in a fake business. I mean, it's just factual information. But there's
3: people over. I mean, shit, I didn't even bring up Pillman. Yeah, Yeah. yep. you Brian Pillman? Fuck. Sting. And, hey, again, I'm not a fan. I said this earlier. I'm not a fan of Sting, but he just won Most Popular Wrestler. And we didn't have Sting. Luger, Flair, Funk or Muda and this episode is getting a high rating.
2: We had damn. Gary Hart and he didn't even say nothing. He just was out there with yeah. buzz. So damn. Well, we got one more promo and then we're going to rate it and hand out the Rolex. We got the Steiners as, uh, get, as we're about to go off air. Um, they're very happy. Here it is. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, what
0: do
1: you think about the new tag team champions of the world? the first brothers since the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Congratulations, young man. Thank you, Jim Ross. You my brother been plugging away at these titles. We promised people way back, and now we
0: 7.30 is the starting time. It's going to be a
1: great week. What a way to celebrate Thanksgiving for you guys. That's right. We got the world and Now we're going to do a lot of eating. We're going to eat a big turkey. Thanks, Atlanta. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you tomorrow night on the Main Event.
2: <laughs> so, again, it was meat and potatoes there at the end from them. And uh, Steiner is just acting goofy as he normally does. But I'm with Doc. This was a tremendous episode. We're going to rate it. Hand out some Rolexes in a minute. Doc, do you have any th- thoughts on the Steiners though as we go off?
3: He's gonna eat a big turkey. I
2: mean, who mm-hmm. doesn't want
6: to do that? Thanks, Atlanta.
2: Thanks, Atlanta. Um uh, Harper should need, should go watch the clash when he cuts the promo talking about how the Frankensteiner became called the Frankensteiner and how he, that how was he had dumb. how he had woman and he uh didn't like Uh-oh. it. Yeah. But on that note, we do need to rank it. Uh, rate it, hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, want to remind you, please consider using the Amazon Associates link for the show. It's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. doesn't cost you anything. The show gets some support in return from Amazon when you use that link. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Give it to the wives, girlfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life, and tell them to use it every time they utilize Amazon. And remember, to get the Clash, uh, that we reviewed last week and the Halloween Havoc that was out before that, and the over 200 plus other Patreon shows, you got to go to tinyurlcom Patreon BTT and sign up. Remember, this show has no ads. We just plug ourselves, and that's it. So and, support the and show and
3: become a patron. We also plug a lot of bitches.
2: Oh, yeah. God. In
3: that's all nice. the right holes.
2: Oh, really? Whoa.
3: Yeah. Okay. I would have said in all the wrong holes. <laughs> oh,
6: there's no such thing as a wrong hole, right, Mike?
2: <laughs> Doc, what are you going to rate this episode? Coming in,
3: I'm going to say this and I like to level with the people. Coming in, I had this as an A. Watching it again, I give it I'm giving this an A+. Plus. And the thing that that raised it was a lot of times it's talking about it, but to me it's it's all the people that weren't here. And how this was still a great show And sometimes As the people who listen to the show know When you send in the JV Goon Squad The quality suffers Yeah I mean When people are subjected to Mike And Sparks And Silva <laughs> Ugh But when you get Harper mm. And Doc mm Sometimes, Mike. It's always an A plus.
2: So nice this is, you the, verbally
3: this is the like JV Goon Squad does. pulling off an A. I'm giving it an A plus.
2: Yeah, just like our JV Goon Squad does. So an A plus. All right. Well, I mean, look, I can't disagree. I'm going to give it an A plus too, as well. It's a, it's an A plus. This was a hell of an episode, Harper. What are you giving it?
6: It's an A plus, man. Fuck.
2: Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent agree. A plus. Yeah. Great, great show. A-plus all the way around. Okay. So then we need to hand out a Rolex. Um, Doc, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I
3: I do not. That's nice.
2: Well, I got to give it to the world title, world tag team title match, and the Steiner brothers getting a win. I'm giving it to the match. I mean, you know, those guys went out there, put their working boots on. Hayes and Garvin looked mad coming out, but whatever. The match was good. The crowd loved it. Good stuff. I'm giving it to giving it to that match. Doc?
3: I was I'm I'm still even at this point a little confused. And here's why. We had the World Tag Team Belt change hands on free TV, but we also had Buzz Sawyer premiere. What is it? Harper? Who gets the the Rolex? Buzz. See, I think so, too. But, man, the tag team titles changed hands.
6: I mean, Buzz Sawyer looks like a deranged mailman.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's right. That's exactly what he looks like. You could picture driving in
6: the, the little truck. Yeah, I got a question.
3: If anybody... Training at Wildcat showed up and was like, yeah, I'm going to get in the business or be at the school. Had to deal with Buzz Sawyer. How many of them would last? They would be dead. (laughs)
6: That's what I thought. Everybody would be dead. (laughs) It's like, you know, fuck. Uh, I remember in that movie. God, what the fuck was it called with this when he had the sharks? with the super brains in them. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? Yeah. It uh,
2: mm-hmm. came
6: out like 20 years ago. At yeah, Hello I don't Q-J remember. And yeah. they had the super sharks and they were attacking this underground. This this. Uh... Are you talking about Any Given Sunday?
2: No. no. I know exactly the movie you're talking about. Mike, it, it how many a...
3: times did you see Any Given Sunday? Oh, I don't know. I mean, a few times, but I don't know if it was... I guarantee I've seen that movie 25 times.
6: Yeah. I'll go on YouTube and watch the the, uh, fucking locker room uh, scene a million fucking times.
3: Harper, the inches we need are everywhere.
6: Yeah. The inches we need are everywhere around us. On this team, we fight and claw for those inches.
2: So are you going to fight and claw for the guy next to you and that inch? That is a hell of a speech.
3: I've made every mistake a man my age can make.
2: God. <laughs> That's a hell of a promo, dude. Oh my God, he cut a promo. I've seen that movie quite a few times. That's not the movie Hopper's talking about. I think the movie you're talking about is called Deep Blue Sea or some Yeah, and it bull like, crap.
6: The one big smart shark just kills all the regular fucking sharks.
2: Something like that.
6: That's what it would be like. And in and an Ocean of Sharks, he is that shark.
3: Okay, so Mike, let me ask, let me ask you. Dude, like, that's
2: actually the name of it, Hopper. I can't believe I remember that. It's called Deep Blue Sea. It came out in 99. And LL Cool J was in it. Michael Rappaport was in it. Samuel L. Jackson was in it. I remember Tony Got
6: Soprano's it. sister was in it, too.
2: Really? really? Huh. Cool. Okay.
6: Yeah. Okay,
3: so I had
2: no idea. Go ahead. Go ahead, Doc.
3: I'm gonna ask you this. Who is the from 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 everything allegedly we've heard about Buzz, who is the person in the wrestling business that you ran into that was most like Buzz? Would it be Chris Adams? Sabu. Hmm. This
2: so, is a harbor for you, Sabu? Is that person? Yeah. He, no. seemed,
6: he seemed off um,
2: I wouldn't say Sabu I definitely wouldn't say Chris Adams 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 wasn't a good person but I, man, this is what if, I've heard about Buzz, Buzz, Adams Buzz was would, even worse
3: here's the thing man you wouldn't talk about hypotheticals if Chris Adams had been Chris Adams but his character would have been John Cena? Like his personal character, not his wrestling character, like his life character. Would there have been a bigger star than Chris Adams? If it had been John Cena in real life?
2: I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean.
6: Like if he wasn't a fucking drunk and a psycho and... and... He was the, was the, the, the guy who, like Corny
3: says, should have... Like, I'm squared away. He was squared away.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question, but I mean, <laughs> probably that probably for a lot of guys.
6: He could
3: pull all the women. Tell Carrie Von Eric
2: too, for that matter.
6: Shit. I-, I loved him on fucking World Class when I was a kid.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he was. Dude, he was a megastar. I mean, I know people, you know, people who didn't grow up during that time don't get it. But those got like him because he was a baby face and then he turned heel. Yeah. But like Adams with that English accent in, mm. I mean, dude, he was a mega star in world class. It he did. Trem- it, he was tremendous. Even when he turned heel, he was tremendous. God, he was great. So, yeah, I mean, he he was something else. Just couldn't get his life together.
3: The thing is, and I sure hope that the SMU heavyweight talked about this the only reason he was such a great heel was because he was such a great baby face it was I mean I was 910 it was betrayal
2: dude he when he turned he was in the ring and he turned and super kicked Kevin von Eric' when he turned
3: it was
2: Holy unimaginable shit. yeah. He kicked him and it came out of nowhere. And Kevin flies back, who was a stiff bastard himself. Holy shit, that crowd lost their shit. And he was off and running. I mean, he was off and running. Mega. He was, dude, that's the thing I say that about these guys nowadays. You know, like nowadays, you look at like Facebook and Twitter and you see how many followers these guys have. Bruh, those dudes back in the day, if there would have been a Twitter. It would have been the millions of people that a Chris Adams and a Junkyard Dog and an Iceman King Parsons and a Kerry Von Eric and a Kevin Von Eric would have had following them back then would dwarf what these people have following them now.
6: Yeah, because so, no one watches them now.
2: That's what I'm saying.
6: So Where's here's that shit? Thing.
3: On an episode that we all gave an A. That had the unprecedented move of switching a major title I'm giving my Rolex to Buzz Sawyer Because the wrestling business needs more Kevin Sullivan Buzz Sawyer in the ring Because that's the shit that made it
2: entertaining I'm going to see how you feel about Buzz in a few months.
3: <laughs> well, I didn't watch this, so here's the thing. Like, I'm now in this gray period where I didn't see this shit. I can only react on what I see today. Now, this episode was ripe with wanting to look at that. Just my Tommy Angel's head is birthing out of Kevin Sullivan's crotch.
6: That's nice. You should have been here earlier for the SST, pal. Well, I fell asleep waiting for (laughs) y'all.
3: We can litigate that later.
2: All right. So, Doc. Look, you read the BTT. You sound like you're drunk and running out of wind over there. Huh? You sound like you're drunk and running out of wind. So maybe we should get Harper's (sighs) Rolex. Harper, who are you giving your Rolex to?
6: the buzz
2: see two for buzz one for the title (sighs) match,
6: and then he's gonna take the rolex and sell it for some shit
2: oh boy he will get him a nice little (laughs) pinch of uh, the question will be
6: will it be for pills or
2: roids uh he's definitely pilling up a lot here yeah yeah he looks like a pill guy here for sure but
6: he's but he's also kind of puffy he is he's I like his physique.
2: Yeah, he looks like an old man.
6: I mean, no, but, he doesn't. No, he doesn't.
2: Yeah, he does. He's got a beer gut. He's got a, a dad bod kind <laughs> of. No.
6: He kind of reminds me of like a bigger Arn Anderson.
3: Yes, that- puffy
6: in you know, every way. Like
3: if you stuck a, <laughs> a a needle up his ass and started inflating him. I guess. So does Sullivan on some level? Yeah. Sullivan actually lifted weights. Yeah, that's not, true. Not '89. Dad bod is me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Sawyer actually has de- muscles.
2: I guess. I mean, he's. It's just, I, the hair throws you off too, though. Jesus,
3: Dad Lord, is I a ridi- hit from the neck up is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, because he's got that. What what do you call that when you start losing your hair, Doc?
6: He's got the horseshoe pattern baldness.
2: Yes, the horseshoe Where'd pattern do baldness,
6: like Doctor Phil,
2: Bro,
3: <laughs> But then he's done some like styling in the back.
2: No, he's got stripes on the on the sides, racing stripes. He's Didn't got he rid-
6: kind of like a little rat tail and a bass. Yeah, it's
2: rid- it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous.
6: But isn't that
3: what a crazy person would do?
2: Yeah, Yeah, it is. It, it really is. God, he looks terrible. Okay, so we got two for Buzz. I gave it to the NWA title, and we all gave it an A+. This was really a tremendous episode. Good stuff. Yeah, it was good. All right, before we get out of here, I do have to take care of one quick Thing. first off shout out to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with joe mirada and michael quinn the northern version of btt slightly classier a little bit more professional but still fun nonetheless they support us please support them give them your ear and also i want to shout out mike prue and jv they do our ecw show on the patreon feed they also do a show on the career of stone cold steve austin so check them out i think it's at bottom line cast on twitter and just search bottom line cast wherever you get your podcast from and you can check out their show on austin's career on that note it is getting a little late doc so i figured um you might be getting a little tuckered out honestly i am getting a little tuckered out Uh, hopper's probably fresh because well he got drunk and took a nap and then decided to join us must be nice but that's how it works doc i don't know what do you think
3: well i don't know here's the thing i want to close with one one thing here quickly we we put this over before he was on, but let, let's talk about it while he's here.
2: Yes, please.
3: Again, if you want something special, and I mean special, from the hard body himself, you got to get in contact with him. I cannot. I said this earlier. I don't. I call it right down the middle. Can't put over these videos I have seen from Harper connecting with his fans in what can only be described as the most special way. He is out there hanging and banging with his people.
6: Let me help you.
2: This stuff is truly phenomenal. This is, this is,
6: this is
3: not copy and paste. Let me go through the 15 things or the 60 things, the hundred request. These are carefully curated and I mean, when he told somebody about to get married to smarten up, I popped. For for
2: for those of you who who are not on Twitter or social media, just 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 here's here's Harper's very first satisfied customer, and I'll set the scene. This isn't him
3: like practicing up. This is we first one out the gate.
2: This is first one out the gate, and this is Harper. Um, cutting or creating giving
3: somebody a very special 40th birthday
2: right this is a video shout out to someone named Paul on Paul's 40th birthday and Hopper can do this for you or a friend but just give a listen it's very short uh, Hopper's sitting on a toilet eating a sandwich and he's about <clears throat> to wipe himself as he does this shout out here it is <clears throat>
6: What's up Paul? It's Hardbody Harbor for Wildcat Wrestling, the greatest manager and the sport of wrestling today, and from your favorite podcast, Booking the Freakin Territory, bro. And and all I can tell you is, bro, happy 40th birthday to you, man, cuz I remember when I turned 40, man, <laughs> the first thing I did. I got the finger right up the rear end, right? No prostate cancer, and now I think I might be kind of queer sometimes, which is a win-win situation, right? So, happy birthday to you, bro. Go get fucked up tonight, drink all the beer you can, bang all the freaking hoes you can. So, kick ass, dude. Happy birthday to you. Cheers, bro. Here's to you. Um, I got a wife now. Get a wife.
3: So, he's drinking Rolling <laughs> Rock from a
6: can.
3: You have quite oh, the workstation at the toilet there. Yeah,
6: well.
2: That, In the words of Vincent McMahon, that's good shit, pal.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that was a good I'm sandwich. Gonna, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get that kind of content from certain people that take a cut. Give all your money to Harper
2: yes again you can paypal hopper at cc30388 that's the number eight cc at yahoo.com and then email Harper to chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com to let him know now, that you PayPaled and what you want in your video
3: uh, whose bathroom got, was that cut in that was tiffany's who
2: it was his woman's. I mean, Jesus. Yeah.
3: I was What's given on? enough space for you to edit that out later. <clears throat> I mean, whatever. Okay, I mean, fine. Yeah, like Let's whatever. put her on blast on social media.
2: I mean, she's the... <laughs> but he he's cut a bunch more since then. He, he's just got to... I got to get... Harper, I got to get her to send me yeah, the video uh, uh, so uh, I can put Zonches her on. Chris
6: just, Zonches just shared one.
2: Yeah. I, Zaha, not Zonches, but Whatever,
6: was. Who cares? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, good hey, stuff oh, There
3: goes that personal
6: connection with the fans.
2: Zaha. It's pronounced Zaha.
6: It's Zaha? It's like yeah. Baja, but Zaha.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Zaha. Alright, so I'll say his last name wrong the whole time. Yeah. Fucking, Mex- fucking Mexicans, man. I know, right?
2: Mexicans? What are you talking about? It's not a Mexican name. What is it? Is it I don't know what it is, but it's pronounced Zaha. Zaha. It's spelled Z-A-U-C-H-A, but it's pronounced Zaha. Uh, it might be German or something. I don't know. Look, what, what does it matter what it is? It's just pronounced Zaha. And well, he's a good it help, kid.
3: It helps us do our demographic research on who's accessing Harper. Yeah. He,
2: he's a good kid. Real good
3: well, kid. That way we can micro we can micro market to the digital platform look, he's and protect gonna... the brand.
2: He is gonna crank one off. He us talking about him. Now look, I joke about that idiot Javorski. You know, whatever. Zaha, he's a real man's man. How do you get cr-
3: Zaha out of what you just spelled?
2: Jesus Christ He needs, Two,
3: he needs to contact the show and tell us what nationality he is before we can proceed.
2: He's a white hey, bruh,
3: it's not Zaha. There's a C in it. Yeah,
2: it's,
3: there's no way.
2: Bruh, I'm telling you, that's how it's pronounced. Okay? I know I you don't want time. to agree with me. It's pronounced Zaha.
6: Zacha maybe.
2: It's Zaha. You, would you like me to call this guy right no. now? You want me to get his that number be, and call him?
3: That would oh. be one of the more painful things that you could do right now. You're I just want him out. to say his I just want him to say his name correctly.
6: Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, 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 all right. Anyway, uh-huh. um, Halper, do I need to text your, your broad and tell her to send me these videos and email them to me?
3: Why does she gotta
6: be abroad?
3: She's a she's a a businesswoman.
2: Okay. I think
6: you have them all.
2: No, I don't have the I don't have all the newest ones. All I got is the first two.
6: Okay.
2: I'm, let me just text her. Uh, it, it, just say, hey, can you send those to me? That way yeah. I can put them online. I mean, you it, know what he cool.
3: just said to you. He said, "I don't trust you. Let me just it's deal not, with her." It's
2: not, yeah. I, it's not what I said. It's not what I hey, said. He just
3: said, y- "Your ass falls asleep. Let me just deal with the, the bro, adult." In the- you uh, should That's nice.
2: You should have heard her when she. I was talking to her last week, and Hopper's like, "Hey, let me let me let you talk to her." She's like, "How about you just give me your number, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna send this stuff to you in your email because we'll cut out the middleman. <laughs> the middleman, she you were talking about, was Hopper." <laughs> she was sending the videos.
3: She's a keeper, dude. You better you better fucking really circle, circle, dot, dot that one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, okay. On that note, uh, where are we at? What are we doing here? We're about to get out of here, right? It's getting late.
6: Yeah, it's 10.30. Yeah. 10.30.
2: That's late for, for for Doc and I, Hopper. I know not for you, no kids and all that, but for for Doc and I, it's kind of late. You know? I'm on
3: vacation. I don't give a shit, but whatever. Well,
2: not me. Well, I'm... I don't have that problem, but I got to get up early because, you know, kids got school and stuff. So there's that. All right. On that note, uh, any anything else, Doc?
3: Can we please just get to
6: Harper?
2: Harper, anything from you? No. Hit the tagline.
6: Fuck it, bitch.